to the Post 25 Live podcast. This is a really cool and kind of special episode because the co-hosts have aged. My siblings are here. And instead, I have Amani. Amani. Hello. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> this is Amani Gibbert. Um, introduce yourself. Um, tell us a little bit about you, what you do like with your life. Okay. What's something that you really believe in or something that you're reading right now? Oh, this is good. Okay, so uh, like Sophie said, my name's Imani Gibberts, and we are sitting in my house, mm-hmm. which is really fun. On the road, y'all. On the road. <laughs> this is cool. Um, I already forgot the first question. Just, okay, so what do you do? Oh, what do I do? Mm. So um, for work, I do social media and project management. I do that, and then... Yeah. Yeah. And then you ob- you obviously are a photographer as yes, well. So I would have started with that because that's how I think of you. I'm like, she's the amazing photographer. No, um, I'm a photographer and um, I focus on portraiture and music photography. So my goal with that is to help capture uh, emotion through people's stories and then through their art. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And we've known each other. How did we even meet? I was trying to remember this the other day. How did we meet? Do you remember? Man. I feel like it was either at an open mic. Ooh. Because my oh little yeah. sister, yeah, oh yeah. So my little sister Gracie is a phenomenal singer, and she goes to open mics, or used to go to a bunch of open mics when mm. she lived in Florida. And I feel like I met you at one of those. Probably, yeah. Um, but then met you at church mm. again. So I think, like, officially met you at church. You're right. You're right. We like did. a young adult. That's right. Yeah, yeah, we did meet at open mic, and then I saw you guys at church, and I was like, oh my gosh. Like, yes! Okay, yes, I remember it. And we like, yes. and we're like, I know you, and we're like, exactly. I know you. Yes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now I remember. And so since then, like, man, I, we've done a lot. It's It's been a lot. Like, yeah. back in the day, like, I remember driving in the car and just talking. Yes, we went to Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, and that was fun. You got us there safely because I don't think I drove yet. No, that was the first day you had your license. <laughs> yes, that's so right. Yeah. I was, like, 19 and then got my license. And yep. I was like, I'm not comfortable driving yet. And I was like, good, because I'm not comfortable with you driving. <laughs> yeah, Atlanta traffic sucks. Um, so thank you for, you know getting us there you know. back safely and not dying yeah yeah that's cool yeah so we've known each other for quite some time um and even though we don't keep in touch like every single day mm-hmm. like she's one of those people who i love and i'm always just like a, a cheerleader for imani oh like, my gosh i'm your biggest cheerleader like too. i'm always 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 an advocate for imani You're um, so, sweet. so as per usual i ask <laughs> just an intro question um and our question for today is going to be i also forgot to talk about what i'm reading which is this book called East of Eden. It's very interesting. I mean, like, I've been reading it for six months because mm. I left it. Wow, six months, wow. Yeah, because I'm really slow at reading. <laughs> no, usually people say they like to take time to read and, like, oh, it's really not, sink into the book. Yeah, it's not because I like to take time and read. It's just because I don't make time to read, which I need to get better at. Um, I have, like, six books that I really, really want to read. Um, but, no, I mean, like, I'll read blogs here and there, and I'll read a bunch of random things. But yeah. the book that... I mean, it's also, like, a 2,000-page book. True. I mean, that people are listening to this and probably like, I got to do that in a week. Good for you. Yeah, good job. Um, I'm dyslexic, <laughs> so words are really hard. Mm. Um, but it's a really good book. Yeah. It's cool. So I'm about to be done with that. It's, like, literally next to my bed, and there's 200 pages left, and I just haven't yeah. finished it yet. But it's great. You it's a good book. Yeah. You'll yeah. just knock that out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let me go to our question. Um, yes. Ooh, here's a question. Yes. So Imani is a 
I guess indie band, rock band <laughs> connoisseur. Like yes, I I love music. She is amazing with music. So, what was your favorite band like ten to twelve years ago, and Ooh. what's your favorite band today? Ooh, that's a really great question. Um, my favorite band ten to twelve years ago. Oh man, this band called Busted, mm. they're a British band. I think they got back together, I don't know. So there's a band called Busted and a band called McFly, and they mm. are British boy bands. And they were my <laughs> favorite 10 years ago, 10 to 12 years ago. They, like, every day I would listen to them in the car, and my poor mother had to listen to all the mixtapes <laughs> that we made. Um, I loved them. I still love them. I still keep up with, like, some of the people, and I'm like, Aww. this is super cool. Um, yeah, so they, I've gone from boy band to, like, really heavy, uh, I like a lot of heavy music. So a lot of people don't actually expect that when they meet me. They're like, Mm. oh, I bet you like this, like, really cool folky stuff. Like, that's all my Mm. sister. My sister loves folky music. That's great. I'm like, please be, like, banging your head against Mm -hmm. a wall and, like, laying Mm -hmm. on the floor and screaming (laughs) things. That's my type of music. Like, I want to feel lots of emotion. Yeah. Um, so I love really, like, loud bands. But right now, the band that I am really 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 hyped on and I listen to at least like four times a week um it's actually not a band it's a girl her name is Brie but she goes by many rooms Mm. and like she is phenomenal really the music that she writes is just like and she's actually not like a heavy screaming band Mm. but she um she just writes this beautiful calming music that I Mm. really love so after listening to like my favorite like screaming Mm -hmm. bands um but no she's great I think that her music she just released an album called There's a Presence here and Oh, Ooh. girl. You're going to have to, like, write that down. Oh, I'm going to put in, like, today. a link or something. Yeah, you're going to have to send me that. I, I'm, I will. I'm, like, looking for new music right now. Like, I'm on Dude, the hunt. she will, like, rip your soul out. Mm. Um, It's beautiful. Like, all of her music that she puts out is just really special, and I think that it's cool. And then, like, so I think she's my favorite right now, but, like, my favorite loud bands yeah. are... I really love this band called Silent Planet. Okay. Like, I love them. Is that an oxymoron? I know. (laughs) Silent Planet. Shout out to Silent Planet. Um, No, I think that they're great, mostly because, like, the music that they put out is, it's great. Like, Mm. I love, I love everything about what they do, and I love their sound, but mostly because of who they are as people, Mm. and, like, the, the message that they have is really, really special, and they, they do a lot, and they tell a lot of stories, um, that aren't a lot you know and that's that's really cool and really special to me like they just released a new song called share the body and it's about like the opioid epidemic i know i know and the music video for it is the most like that's deep like gut pulling music video Mm. i've seen in a long time so it's it's really special what they do and i think that the way that they cultivate a community with you know their their music Mm. is really cool and really special so they're like right now a really huge influence in my life of just like the type of music that they play like the, their sound but then also the lyrics that they they put on their right so shout out to Silent Planet oh that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome yeah. if you so I don't know some of you might not know Mom, Amani um but if you do you know that she is a huge like advocate of mental health mm-hmm. and mental health awareness suicide prevention to let to write love in her arms mm-hmm. all of that Talk a little bit about, like, why that's something that you love to do, and, like, what is it, like, today that you want everyone to know? Yeah, man. I, so it's a big part of my story of uh, my mental health story and my mental health journey. I'm not always, like, 
in a healthy space and I've mm. gotten to a place where I can now acknowledge that mm. and um, my thing is growing up I grew up in like a really great Christian home and mm. it's awesome and like you know all that fun stuff but when I was struggling with depression and anxiety and stuff I the first place I thought to go to was church and I'd be like uh, help me and it's like mm. not the church I go to now but yeah. the church I grew up in I would be like hi I don't know how I feel and like I want to die and all this stuff and um, the first thing that anyone ever told me was like, oh, just pray about it and it'll get better. Mm, so wow. when I was younger, that was like what I would do. And God was like, no, um, mm. you know, and I prayed about it and it didn't get better and it didn't go away. And, mm. uh, it really, that view of mental health of people, not necessarily now I understand people don't back then didn't really know how to yeah, deal with it so their go-to was just pray about it you know it'll ha- it'll go away it'll go it? away mm. and it's not necessarily true so mm. growing up and and understanding that that was something that a lot of people didn't understand has been a big thing for me and that was when I was like 13 but now that I'm 23 I think I've seen a lot of different things happen and different things shift and I've seen God move so much in my life mm. and help me out and I think my my heart I know that my heart really is for there to be mental health awareness mm-hmm. and education and um, stuff like that in the church and in in the business place and day to day life and yeah. I think that um, you know it's something that everyone deals with mm-hmm. whether or not like you're born with a healthy state of mind exactly. you know you're gonna go through hard times and like you need to have a healthy avenue and there needs exactly. to be a healthy uh, next step for you and mm. that's basically like my heart for it. Um, I've definitely, for me personally, the way that I was able to get help was because my mom is the best person in the world mm-hmm. and like she saw me, but yeah. a lot of people don't have someone, someone that sees exactly. them, you know? And exactly. I think in the, in the Christian world, a lot of parents, and there's been a lot of kids that I've talked to and a lot of, um, young adults that I've talked to that will say, yeah, I told my parents about it, but they also just told me to pray about it. And exactly. I think from understanding my mom's point of view and I and putting myself in her shoes she could have easily been like I screwed up and like there's a pride thing that comes from yeah. there and that's where a lot of parents are like well just pray about it like mm-hmm. it'll get better because they're scared and they don't know yeah. what to do and they also feel like you know it's their the, fault or... it's their fault mm-hmm. and like the way that the big C church is presented yeah. it's like that's just something they don't talk about so therefore it must be wrong yeah um yeah. moving forward I think that having my mom's influence in my life and her help and her getting me help and then meeting a lot of people that don't have that help has really propelled my heart to uh, bring mental health awareness and education to Mm. one the church but then to a bunch of other people just outside of the church and to the workplace and Mm. it's okay not to be okay it's just not okay to stay there and so why not be the the moving point to, yeah. to help out with that. So, That's awesome. That was I, a lot of words. <laughs> no, no, I'm here for all of it. I think that, I think especially just, not that uh, mental health has ever been more important. I think it's always been just as important, but mm-hmm. with just the prevalence Ooh. of seeing everything and yeah. seeing the effects of it and seeing, like, even for someone who's, like, considered normal and healthy mm-hmm. levels, how, like, depression and anxiety yeah. and so many other things can affect you. Uh, you know, it's just so prevalent for today. And, like, mm-hmm. it's definitely something that in the church we drop the ball on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Totally. And us, I think... As people. It's us as people. And, you know, we... I think it's so easy to look at mental health and be like, oh, they're just not spiritual enough. Mm-hmm. You know? And, oh, they just don't pray enough or whatever. 
But let me tell you, I have never been more spiritual enough and more prayerful than yeah. when I am like was dealing with depression it's as true. a thirteen year old girl. It's I true. was like, Ah, take it away. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, you know, sometimes God I think I've realized this now, I think sometimes when God says no, it's because like he wants to be a yes. He wants you to be a yes for someone else. Mm. And um it's been really cool and really like humbling to still be alive and like be able to see how things have shifted and mm. How God's like, I said no, so that way you could be a part of so-and-so's life. Exactly. And, like, share your story and let them know, like, hey, you're not going to, it's not going to suck like this forever. And when it does suck again, like, you're going to be able to get through it. And yeah. you're not broken. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's been pretty cool. But, yeah, I think in the, in the specifically in the church world, because I think the music world, so I kind of dabble in both, I think. Mm-hmm. And I love the middle but (laughs) definitely in the music world for me where I got most of my understanding and most of my help was never the church it was always the music world it was always like my mom to this day tells me she's like I know how you're feeling based off of what you're listening to Mm, and it's so true it's so true you know and the music world is where I found like people like me people who were like we're not gonna judge you um we're not gonna tell you that it's wrong to feel how you're feeling like Mm. we're gonna acknowledge it and we're going to get you the help that you need um, in community and type of stuff like that. And that's where I felt most known. Mm. And then you have, like, the church world where the idea of the church is yeah. to be the body and to be the one that holds you when, yeah. you're, when you're broken. But if the church isn't educated um, and resourced on what it looks like to have a mental illness it'll always drop the ball. It'll always drop the person. so true. Um, And the person will always go running to something else. And so luckily, like, I feel like God works outside of the church Mm. walls. And I think that for me, God worked a lot in music and Mm. gave me a passion and a new dream, like, through music. And uh, that's why I do music photography now. That's awesome. All that fun stuff. And that's why, like, bands like Silent Planet in many Mm. rooms and even, like, I don't know, The Devil Wears Prada and, Mm. and all of those other bands that create art that really speaks to the soul and really speaks to you know it could be loud it can be screaming but like if you actually understand the lyrics or the community that comes around them or mm. something like that like even Adele like we were talking yeah. about her song earlier yeah. like her song hello is not about a relationship you yeah. know it's about her talking to her younger self and I think which blew my mind right I isn't that crazy I started reading the lyrics <laughs> and I was just like what yeah it, yeah it, it's a completely different song yeah so there's just so much I think you can you can take from both ends but I think the music industry luckily like is actually very equipped Mm. um unfortunately not as much as it should be you know with the recent passing of like Mac Miller and a bunch of other people and like there's this guy named Kyle Pavone who just passed away as well and Mm. um both unfortunately were through um substance abuse exactly and that's something that I think is another thing that we need to talk about yeah because we don't talk about it. Yeah. And I feel like everyone's like, oh, let's con- let's condone the, the issue with our silence. But it's like, no. Yeah. And then you've got the church that's like, yeah, we have rehab facilities that come to us every weekend. I'm like, okay, great. But. But. <laughs> but what's that point? Yeah, yeah. And I think also labeling things is really dangerous because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we are the church or we are the scene that accepts um, mm-hmm. people in rehab. It's like, why aren't we just the the church or the music accepts scene or the, that accepts people mm, where they're that's at, good. you know, yeah. that's a little of a tangent, but, no, but I feel like that gives like, I, that's some parts of 
like the parts that I know about you and the parts that I value and the reason why I value like what you have to say have a lot to do with a lot of the stuff that you just talked about. Thanks. Yeah. And <laughs> like for uh, for anyone who doesn't know Imani, like this is her heart and has been her heart for years. Mm-hmm. Like she's not a Fairweather fan. She's kind of in it. Yeah. Pretty Band much. Fairweather is pretty cool, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Yeah. Oh gosh. But yeah. Um. So when we first talked about doing this podcast on the road here, mm-hmm. Imani came to me with a story. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just laughing because I already know where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, just to kind of transition here to go to the story, we kind of wanted to talk about a specific subject, but I wanted Imani yes. to first share the story and kind oh of gosh. share a couple of like things that you felt after. <sighs> okay. So I'm gonna try and alter the story because it's very obvious yes. if I like yes. straight up talk go about ahead. it. Go ahead. But recently, I was in a conversation um, where, I don't know what I was talking about, but basically someone was like, oh, you know, it just, I'm going to pray for your future husband, and I'm going to pray that God blesses you with a husband, and Mm -hmm. that, like, you know, that you are in a relationship soon. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Hold up. I'm like, excuse me? I'm like, hold the phone. Like, thank you. And, Mm -hmm. uh... I guess. I don't know if that's, mm. like, a, I guess Is that things. a compliment? Like, is it a compliment? I feel like what it's a backhanded, mean? like... Yeah. What does again, that say like, about the whole, me? like, let's pray about it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, God, there's so many things I pray about that I'm like, I don't know if a husband is one of them right now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that that little encounter really just, like, started getting me thinking about how I feel like it's so interesting to watch young women and young men get married like dude I'm in two weddings this year yeah (laughs) and I am so supportive of marriage like Mm. I love marriage I Mm. love the idea of marriage the the heart behind marriage and the sanctification that comes with marriage Um, I think marriage is a beautiful thing but dude I am 23 years old (laughs) and like not to crap on anybody that is like under 23 or like is 23 and just Mm. got married like more power to you. That is a strength I don't have right now. Um, but, like, I am 23 years old, um, and I have been basically on my own since I was 16, and not in, like, the single way, but, like, providing for myself mm-hmm. and, like, taking care of myself yeah. and being very, like, I've grown up very independent. Yeah. Um, and so my my life and my, my shift and my outlook on things is a lot different than a lot of my peers, and I think, especially, like, Going back to the Christian world, like, I feel like people get married younger and younger. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, God bless you. Yeah. God, I can't even, like, take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Bless you in your marriage. Um, and, like, I will probably be going to them for advice when I'm, like, 47. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, like, I hope I'm not yeah, just yeah. getting married at 47. But if I am, like, whatever. Um, so, anyway, that, that thing is where I think that there's so many people around me getting married and so many people assume mm. that because I'm not in a relationship or that I'm married that I lack. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No. I can <laughs> completely relate. Um, I was just telling Imani, too, about um, my loving parents. Um, this is great. Are just excited to see the day <laughs> when I will be walking towards a man and saying vows and doing all those things. Yeah. And I get their excitement because I'm sure as a parent you're like, okay, that's the next step. Like... Blah de blah. I am 27 and my sister's 29. Uh-huh. Um, but that excitement has turned from like, oh, okay, maybe one day to almost like desperation. 
oh. where <laughs> they are literally pulling people out of the woodwork. And I don't know if I want to share the story, but share uh, just like a part of it. Okay, like a little like it doesn't have to be the whole thing. Yeah, I know the story, therefore yeah. I am blessed. <laughs> but <laughs> so I learned from my sister that my mom was trying to set her up with this um, man, and you know showed her pictures, all that they were talking and. The only detail that um, is, you know, up in the air right now is that he got married for a green card. And so this man <laughs> is married. <laughs> Technically legally married. Legally. They probably um, don't even know each other. Uh, you know, who knows what the story behind that is. But then also there's like, it's funny because like I say this in a funny way, but there is like an air of desperation, especially mm. if you've been single for a long time or and you seem to be like have yourself together there's this like air of like you need to make this happen there's like like it's the next step for you exactly and it's almost as if there's so much pressure Mm -hmm. in a certain timeline that everyone else has agreed upon that they would like you to follow as well yeah i think that's really oof that timeline and uh, the timeline is so interesting because i think that just based off of the culture that we live in, mm. um, I think everyone has a timeline for everyone else but themselves. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it might come out of excitement. It might come out of whatever. But I feel like it usually comes out of comparison. Yep. And that's super unhealthy. Yeah. So if you're comparing yourself, check yourself. Mm-hmm. But I think that comes out of comparison of like, oh, by 27, I was supposed to be married. Yep. Or like, I was supposed to do this. And... I mean, I'm so guilty of that. There are times where I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm 23 years old. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to be doing this. Mm -hmm. And I think that really um, craps on the the things that you have done. Yeah. You know, and the things that that have been, you know, put in front of you. And it feels sometimes like the basically what they're trying to say without actually saying the words is that your value as a person is not as valuable you're not as important Mm -hmm. it's not as significant until you find a person and that to me (laughs) is probably like the most detrimental thing and probably the like the worst thing to say to someone who's in that position no I fully agree and I think it's it's so interesting because I hear it a lot and I hear it a lot with people that have just gotten married where Mm -hmm. it's like okay great you've gotten married but like when are you gonna have kids Mm, and I yeah. I also have this really tough, tough idea about how hard that is for some people mm-hmm. to to just hear. Because, like, one, like, why would you try and rush that? Yeah. Two, there are so many people that can't have children on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's hurtful. Yeah. And I know for me when people are like, oh, okay, so, like, are you dating someone? Like, my nurse at my doctor's office, every time I walk Uh. in the door, I, like, prepare myself for this. Mm. Because she's like, so, are you dating someone yet? Mm. And I'm like, no. And she's like, why? What's wrong? And I was like, nothing's wrong. I'm just really busy. And, Mm. like, I haven't met anybody that I am like, yes, I want to date you. Or Mm. anyone that's like, yes, I want to date you. So that's, like, you know, that's been tough. And I think that... I have a hard time. I've had a harder time in the past, I think, like, in the beginning of the year, where I was like, Lord, why have you forsaken me? Yeah. Why am yeah. I not married? I'm yeah. 22. Like, we have of those the year. moments ourselves. Why are you trying to, like, get us Yeah, there? and, like, why are you trying to bring me to a place that I have, like, luckily mm-hmm. acknowledged and walked away from? Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I do desire marriage. Yeah, like I exactly. desire to be with someone. I definitely think that, you know, that is going to be such a great thing. However, if that's not what's supposed to happen for me, mm. that's okay too. Yeah. And exactly. that's fine. And I, I don't ever want to compare myself to my friends and I don't want my friends to ever compare themselves to me because please don't ever compare yourself to me because it's not that great. But, <laughs> don't. Don't. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't necessarily feel that that's a healthy place to be in. And so it's really tough when I go somewhere and someone's like, so are you dating someone? I'm like, no. Yeah. And then they leave it at that instead of being like, well, what are you doing? Because um, mm. I think that, like what you were saying, mm. with the you're not whole until you have someone else. And I'm like, that is so... This is super Christianese over here, but yeah. that is so not biblical. Yeah. Um, no, it's true. And I think, so my thing is, and I've been really wrestling with this since that conversation happened where it's like, we just pray for all the single people in the house and their leprosy. And I'm like, stop. Like, yeah. Yeah. It just, it, it feels like you're a social pariah until yeah. you join this club. And everybody wants to like get you into this club mm-hmm. by I met this guy. You mm-hmm. should talk to him. I'm like, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not right now in in the space that I'm in. Like, I'm trying to run a business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to work a full time job. Yeah. I'm trying to travel. I'm trying to do things. And I feel like God has put a lot of things on my heart that He's told me like, this is stuff for you to do yeah. by yourself and with me. Absolutely. Um. And my friend. Oh my gosh. Okay. So one day, someone was like. Money, why aren't you dating someone? And I was like, because, uh, one, ain't nobody interested right now. Uh. Two, I have so many things that I feel like I need to do by myself. And they're like, that's such a cop-out. And I was like, oh. Okay. I was like, okay, thanks. And I was like, but no, it's not. Because, mm. one, like, I really want to go on tour. Mm. Like, I want to take a few years and just run forward and be, like, a traveling photographer whether that's with music or something else. I don't know. But that requires me not to be here. Yeah. You know, and home. Yeah. And unless I find mm. someone who is so down with that and, like, probably in the same, like, music industry as me, um, I don't see that being, like, a healthy start to mm. a good relationship. It's true. It's I true. think, like, if you're in a relationship and, like, these are things that you've discussed and all this stuff, like, awesome. But right now, where I'm at, I am ready to just run free. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. And I think you... What I... I think you make a really good point, too, because, like, as much... What I also hate hearing on the other side, and I kind of wanted, like, to address as well, is there is no... Like, our emotions are already tied to that, you know, a desire of whether to get married or not, right? Oh, yeah. Since you're a little girl. Yeah, it's already there. And so, like, the idea and just people, like constantly asking you and constantly figuring out as if that's the only thing that yeah. you it's I don't know that to me is just it's kind of selling short a person mm. um like yeah. I I know for me there are times where I'll go and like hang out with my family and go to family like functions and things like that and then the conversation will always lead to you know where are you at as far as a relationship what are you doing what are you not mm-hmm. doing 
And that just adds... What dating apps are you on? Exactly. It just adds so much pressure, and it just really... It kind of ruins your relationship with that person. Mm, um, that's true. I can totally see that being a thing. Yeah. And it, it... Like, for example, there are some people who I will not open up to, even when the day comes, if I say if I'm dating someone, mm-hmm. I probably won't pick you to be the first person to know. Right. You're probably going to find out on Instagram, because... <laughs> It's probably going to be a secret for, like, six months, just letting right? you know. I'm just not the sharer. And so right. I'm probably not going to... Like, that doesn't invest anything in me. Right. And as you were saying that, I thought of some really good examples of people who do invest in me as a single person mm-hmm. at the same time who are, you know, of course, it's going to be there the day that I do meet someone. Like, mm-hmm. um, my friends Janelle and George. Yeah. They're, they're amazing. Janelle... I, I don't even remember how we became friends, but, like, I've always felt, like, strangely connected to that girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but even them, like, they're married, they have kids, yep. you know, and I've, you know, been friends with Janelle through a lot of that. And, like, her, whenever I come to her and I speak with her, it's not, what are you lacking? Like, why yeah. are you not dating? Yeah. You know, why are you not enough? It is, mm-hmm. like... Okay, so what are you struggling with right now? How's life going? Like, right. how... And she, like, keeps up with me in those regards. And yes... As we, a person, not as a, like, marital status. Exactly. Yeah. And it's... it It's... I don't feel less valued hanging out with him. Right. Oh, my gosh. My married friends are my, like... Mm-hmm. They're so... And couple friends. Even just couple friends. Like, my... I have two friends... Rachel and Hayden, they just moved. They left me here. Um, <laughs> they're amazing. They are two of my favorite people, um, and they love me so well. And together, they have just shown me so much love and um, support as a person and as a friend. And, like, they've never made me feel like a third wheel. Mm. I've just always felt like a great, like, a great piece around them. Mm. They've been great. And, like, my friends, Chase and Chloe, they're our friends. Yeah, yeah we love yeah. them. Um, love them. <laughs> yeah, Chase and Chloe, forever. they're great. They live down the street. Oh, no way. Um, Chase and Chloe are married, and they are phenomenal friends, mm-hmm. and they never make me feel like I've been, like, you know, missing a limb mm. because I don't have a husband. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have friends, Josh and Allie. They're amazing with mm-hmm. that, too. And I could go on. Like, there are so many married people that have invested in my life as a person and not mm-hmm. as a, oh, you're our single friend. Yep. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just your friend. Yep, cool. just a friend. Yeah, yeah. so that I love that. And there are so many people like that that I am so thankful for. Like, um, I was just talking to a friend yesterday, Ani, who just got married to our friend Travis, and I photographed their wedding. And they, I love them so much. Mm. She and I were talking, and we actually, like, brought up this conversation. And she was like, you know, it sucks when people are like that towards you because she's like, it really just craps on my marriage. Yeah. And I was like, I agree. Like, mm-hmm. that's the thing. It's like, mm-hmm. it really craps on the sanctification of marriage um, when people are just, like, trying to, like, pawn you off. Mm-hmm. And That's good. Ooh, that's really yeah. good. Yeah. I was like, ooh, Ani, say it again. That's really She's good. She's great. Like, she and Travis are wonderful, and they've really, like, modeled a cool newlywed mm-hmm. uh, thing in my eyes, and I love them. And they're just, like, every wedding I photographed, like, I've stayed friends with all of the people, and they're mm-hmm. great, and they... Like, their love is really special, and they inspire me for the day that that does happen. Mm. But, yeah, so going back to the the thing of, like, you're not whole unless you're with someone else. Mm. I have been really thinking about this since that person said that thing, and um, I think about, like, the original sin and how everyone's all, and, like, 
listen, if you are a Bible scholar, please don't come at me after this. Like, I do not want to have trauma. If you're not, you know. If you're not, that's cool. Like, whatever. Um, I could be wrong, but, like, I'm going to go with that. Like, I feel very passionate about this. So mm. this is how the Lord and I have communicated. Let's feel it. Just don't comment at me. Um, I mean, you can if you want to. I won't reply. Um, <laughs> but I think about the original sin, and everyone has always been taught that the original sin was when sweet baby Eve goes and eats the apple. And that's when sin entered the world and the, you know, mm. heaven and earth were, like, separated. Um, but to me, I, I think about the original sin and I think about Adam and I think about how even even after he'd been given all of the authority and all of the things and he's been given the earth and like, mm. congratulations, you are like Simba. Mm. <laughs> Whatever the sun touches, it is yours. That's yours. Yeah, and you get to name the animals, so mm. congratulations, you named Simba. But um, I think about him and how even though he had everything, and he had God, Mm. like a relationship with God, it wasn't enough. And like, I think that is the original sin is Mm. that when God is not enough anymore, I think that that is where the original sin has tied into is when God was not enough. That's where the, you know, the issue came to be is like, Oh, Mm. you're single. You're not whole. Yeah. So with that being said, I think when people are like, I'm just going to pray for like your future (laughs) husband and like, hopefully he comes soon. And like, Whatever, and I'm like, stop! Like, please stop yeah. praying for my future husband. Yeah. I mean, like, you can if you want to. That'd be great. I'm sure he's awesome. We appreciate. The I appreciate it. Like, however, however, like, please start praying that my relationship with the Lord like gets stronger, and yes. that my yeah my time with Him gets more intense, and that like that my craving for intimacy doesn't come from an- for another person. Yeah. But it comes from like spending time with God and yeah. like being held by Jesus mm-hmm. and like all of those things. Instead of being like, Lord, she lacks. Like, I yeah. lack nothing. Yeah. Like, I literally lack nothing. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I feel like I lack food in my house. But that's because <laughs> I don't go grocery shopping enough. But, like, I literally lack nothing. And I wish people would understand that for people that are single. And I wish that the single person. Yeah. So, speaking to myself, but I'm also speaking to other people that I know, would understand that, like, they lack nothing. Mm. Like, we don't. It's true. Like, anything that we get aside from salvation is a bonus. Yeah. Like, we lack nothing. And yeah. I think that it's so, it's tough for me, especially when people like throw in the whole spiritual thing of like, God, like you have destined this person to have yep. a husband. I'm like, maybe he has not. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. I know so many people that are in their late fifties that are, have never been married or that have mm-hmm. been married and it didn't work out and they are still single. And like, God is using them to do cool things and yep. um, like propelling them forward and then I know people that are married and have been married for a long time and their marriage together, they are making cool things happen too. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I wish that people would stop looking at me and being like, oh my God, you're 23. I'm like, yes, I'm 23. Mm. I have like now reached my second decade. Thank you so much. Like I didn't die. <laughs> um, you should be like at least dating someone. I'm like, who are you to say that? Like, mm. no, I shouldn't be yeah. dating someone if that's not what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Exactly. And, like, I have even gotten into that mindset of, like, oh, my God, I should be dating someone. So then I go after these yeah. idiots mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. the Lord loves. And, I, you know, <laughs> that whatever. That we need to have space from. But, no, yeah. it's true. That's oh. <laughs> true. And so, like, thinking back, because right now, I also want to address the fact that, like, we're – as single people, we're not perfect, and so we do have moments of weakness. Oh, where yeah. we have moments where it's just hard, and it's like yeah. I do want someone right now. Yeah. What do you think that has made like 
that easier for you or where has that change occurred as far as like what you think about you know when you're like maybe yearning for someone yeah. as to now where you feel somewhat content mm-hmm. I think right now in this moment I'm mm-hmm. like pretty content with life yeah so my worth as a person my worth as a daughter and taking the label off of single and just as Imani yeah like, I'm Imani I oh, am not so good. like I'm it's not so single good. this is these are things that like I have been working that's on that's true because yeah that makes that word just in, in yeah it's a label and I, I hate mm-hmm. labels and it's so it sounds so new agey of me and so like <laughs> millennial like take yep, the label millennial. off of it but like literally take the label off of it and and then what do you have left what do you have a human human you have a person that like yes has desires of their heart and things like that but i have different desires like as well yeah as well exactly and i think that even my married friends have different desires as well and that's okay like we can still coexist um i that has really helped by taking the label off and understanding that my path looks completely different than my best friend's path yes and Ooh, that's my good. cousin's path and my that's little good. sister's path like listen when my little sister got a boyfriend i uh. was pissed sorry gracie <laughs> like i'm super stoked for you like so happy i'm no i'm literally really happy for her because like that's great and like mm. i feel like she has someone to take care of her now and that's adorable mm. um but she's a boss like she moved by herself yeah. like she she is super independent um when she got a boyfriend i was like oh my god i was like she's 20 and i'm 23 and i'm alone um and both of my sisters so Mm. my older sister and my little sister both have like great boyfriends and i'm like okay i'm the middle child Mm -hmm. and i Mm -hmm. am alone Mm -hmm. but that was me putting that label on myself instead of like rejoicing with them in that excitement you know because of the things that i have fed myself and the things that society has fed myself or has fed me and is like you should be in a relationship. Yeah. I think we, especially, I don't want to say especially in the church, but even just now, Ooh. especially with social media, <laughs> we glorify the idea of relationships. And we glorify and almost worship relationships. We glorify everything via social we media. We really do. Um, and, like, the whole thing of hashtag relationship goals and all of that yeah. and, like, you catch a snapshot of someone's life and then that's what you're yearning for. And that's, that's what, what you're, you're yearning for, but you're yeah. not yearning for the fact that, like, homegirl has asked her husband 72 times to take a different photo of her holding his hand, dragging mm-hmm. him through the grocery store, mm-hmm. and he's like, I just want the chips. Yeah. You know? And, and then also, like, I just think back, so one of my friends, I was in a sorority back in college, and one of my girlfriends, she got married mm-hmm. to her husband, and I want to say it was, like, weeks to a month later he passed away. So, like, what That's happens tough. then? How do you hashtag a relationship with goals that? How do you glorify that? How do you glorify that? And that's mar- that was her marriage. She was uh-huh. married to him, and they uh-huh. literally stood at the altar, and maybe a month into it, passed away suddenly. Gosh. Like, how, like there's just so much more depth and more, mm-hmm. like, reality of life. And I think it's, I like, I love watching some of my couple of friends because you learn some of this just being around them, oh, but at yeah. the same time as a someone who is not in a relationship right now it's not that like you're going to be in a relationship and then everything will be fine like everything will be solved like Mm -hmm. the reality is that life still has struggles and suffering is kind of a real thing and And now now you you gotta do it it with somebody somebody else exactly and now you gotta stay together and like Mm -hmm. in the best way possible you have to find a way to make it work to glorify god and also to honor the word that you you made yeah that's a promise and i think I have these friends, and I just spent a couple days with them, and it was really, really cool, because one of our friends is getting married, Mm -hmm. and the other bridesmaid is also married, and I'm the single one, so I'm like, sick, whatever, (laughs) Um, but they have been so great, have 
about not sugarcoating anything. Yeah. So I have learned so much in the past three weeks about marriage that I would assume, but didn't know that was an actual thing. And so, you know, just struggles with, with the reality of marriage is hard work. Yeah. It is not some, like, you get married and live happily ever after. Like, the movies always end after that. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, what is happily ever after? Mm-hmm. Um, and they have taught me so much, like, the struggles that they go with and the insecurities that they feel and that they still feel. And I'm like, but mm-hmm. that's your husband. Exactly. You know? And I mean, even thinking about my parents' marriage and, like, they're still married. But um, just remembering their rocky marriage and then their good marriage, like, parts of their marriage and all mm-hmm. that stuff. It's just so interesting to see the difference between, again, the comparison theory yeah. of let's look at social media. Exactly. And the unhealthiness of social media. And it's like digital device that means nothing. Mm. Um, please hire me to do your social media. <laughs> it means nothing. It means, money no- yeah, it means nothing, but like, it's a great marketing. It's a tool. To see how it's so fancy and cute and like I love my husband which yes you love your husband Mm. yes you love your wife like yes you love your significant other um but no one ever sits down and is like well I wanted to leave my husband today because Mm. I found out that he did this or Mm. I wanted to leave my wife today because she did this and Mm -hmm. she made me feel this way and Mm -hmm. he made me feel this way and Mm -hmm. whatever no one writes about that on the internet. So no. our ideas, because we're very visual human beings, like mm. human beings are very visual, um, we put a we make our own stories off of what we see, and yeah. then we expect that for ourselves exactly. too. And that's where I think exactly is it's very unhealthy. And I and I am all about like getting community with other people that are exactly. married, that are single, and learn from each other. Exactly. I think that's probably the like most important point is like as much as there are. Because I've heard people say, oh, just be more real on social media and share the bad things. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that that's the answer either. I think the answer is entering real life with the people that you're in Mm -hmm. and actually living life and seeing how it works and then leaning on the people that you need to. So at times where we, as people who are not in relationships, are feeling a little more vulnerable and, Mm -hmm. you know, we can go to people and go to our friends and... Yeah, and not to our phones. And I think that's what... And this is a whole other side of this conversation but I think that's the issue that our generation is facing and even a generation before us because mm. they don't necessarily understand it mm. so they get caught in it easier I think easier than we do I actually don't know that's not a fact but <laughs> it's so easy to go to our phones for community that doesn't exist yeah it's so easy to do that yeah. because it doesn't force you dating hello mm-hmm. this like dating mm-hmm. of dating you don't meet somebody at the grocery store and talk about what dinner you're going to make like this is mm-hmm. not love actually mm-hmm. um you go on your phone and you swipe, swipe. through to see who's mm-hmm. in the closest to that's so creepy yeah and you just take like, out all of the intimate like the intimate the, moments yeah of being nervous of yeah i mean i'm sure you're still nervous. listen like girl i've tried it it's not that really i mean i know <laughs> many people many people that i love i photograph their weddings <laughs> that have found love on tinder and like good for you me too i i you are the exception to the rule um <laughs> But again, we go to we go to our phones to find what we think we are missing mm. or whatever, and we do it for food. Yeah, we do it for everything. Like yeah. we we live in a society where everything is at the touch of our thumb. 
God forbid we lose our thumb. Yeah. Luckily, our, like, toes work, too. My <laughs> phone opens up to my big toe. Oh, that's hilarious. It's disgusting, but it works. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. This is why I'm single, because uh, I can do everything on my own. Uh, no, I can't. I can't do anything. Yeah. No, but I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I think one of the things that, like, to kind of, like, round this out is, mm-hmm. like, the idea of security and really because we're talking about relationships specifically security in a relationship meaning marriage or in just security everywhere Mm -hmm. is never going to hold the weight of your insecurities like it will never (laughs) say it again (laughs) will never hold the weight of your insecurities you are always going to have something that comes up yeah and so so true to all our married folk out there god bless you. you Yeah, we are praying for you, actually. I'm praying for you. You can keep praying for my husband. I'm yes. sure he's great. Put it at the bottom of your prayer list, though, and, like, please please pray for my relationship with the Lord and for my career. Yes. I am so gung-ho and chasing mm. both of those right now, and, like, that's mm. great. And please, maybe he'll show up in my career. Yeah. You never know. And, you know, invite us over. Like, let's do community together. Yeah, right? let's live life without the label of, like, you're married, I'm single, they're doing whatever they're yeah. doing. Like, let's get rid of the clubs. Like, the married clubs, the married hang out together, the singles hang out together. No, yeah. let's let's get rid of it and let's just literally live in community with each other. Yeah. I think, I, like I said, with Post 25, the idea is that these people who feel the same way, who are around the same age, mm-hmm. that you're finding people that you connect with and yeah. finding people not only to push you, like, career-wise or dreams and goals-wise, but also to connect with on a day-to-day personal level. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Thanks for coming, Imani. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, this is this really is fun. So great. I rambled a lot. That's so okay. anything I say made somewhat sense, and if it doesn't, you can comment. There's anything for that. Oh, That's in post. God. <laughs> Praise Yahweh. Uh, <laughs> if you want to learn more about Imani and just kind of follow her, she has an Instagram account. I do. It's Imani Giverts. Yeah. Every, you can find me on any type of anything via Imani Giverts. There you go. Just search it in yeah. Google. Yeah. Imani Giverts. That's your last name? G-I-V as in victory, E-R-T as in Tom, Z as in zebra. I learned that from my mom. There you go. <laughs> On the phone every day. And then you can always follow Post 25 Life at, at Post 25 Left and Instagram. Um, be sure to read the blog because I think, um, well, Imani will definitely be there again. She's already oh written once. Um, it was amazing Thank about you. just the freedom that she experience that was so tied to her not wearing makeup Mm -hmm. and so if you want to check that out go check it out this has been another podcast on the road our first one uh we'll see you guys next time bye